Workforce Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Gangier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest owned Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A, Elizabeth C, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C, and Helen. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broadstop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. I never, I never looked at people who have opposing opinions as my opposition. You know what I mean? Well, you do if you're, uh, if you feel threatened. Yeah, right. If you if you don't have an argument, no. If, totally. you have a, if you have a pay contract with Exhibit B, yeah, exactly. I want to meet the lawyer who negotiated that. Well, you know, who on the school board approves it? Well, exactly. It's 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 it's, it's dereliction of duty. It's yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It's horrible. I mean, I, we should all be so lucky, right? I, 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 he did say on on the interview with us that when they when they interviewed him at the beginning, that the reason he was bringing in the past past this referendum, okay. So if it says in the thing, hey man, get this referendum passed, and you get X amount of dollars, I understand that, right? Yeah. But this, well, but that's but I, I would offer I would offer that the school board working to make sure and incentivizing a superintendent to get this through is, is structurally wrong. I mean, yeah. that's your incentives to get more money out of it. In other words, if you get more money out of the community, then you completely have the wrong objectives. It's you, you, you may consider that a strategic goal, but to consider to say, to say, this is what's going to get you a budget. Well, I mean, this is what's going to get you a bonus. This is what's going to get you a new contract. I mean, Pete, in the in the net in five years, his compensation will go up thirty nine percent. If I've done the math correctly, and, and I'm pretty confident I have, but thirty nine percent increase in compensation because he got more money out of the community. Yeah, <laughs> and the reason why we're doing this this show, you know, this is a breaking news. Well, shit, it's breaking news. Where wait a minute. Montgomery sends out that email yesterday to say, hey, man, this was planned all along. Well, if it was, why don't you say something? Because 
you know, if if we saw Exhibit B prior to the referendum, I don't think anybody. I I think there would have been uh, a different outcome. I'm just well, I I I completely have no problem saying the school board has failed in its mission of representing the community in setting these priorities, not around academics, not around financial management, not around transparency, but about here, we're going to pay you this and give you a new big contract if you can get this money out of the community. And and if that was the case, if that's the priority, then they need to make it a point of it. This is what it's all about. And, and we shouldn't have been beating this drum about how good the school districts are doing academically in last fall, which, again, gave rise completely to parents' care. We saw we saw a communications office that was that was beating the drum louder than ever about what a wonderful job all the districts are doing. And now that we're talking about 115, the same thing. Now, if the if the standards for achievement are to have the lowest scores on record, the highest spending on record, and arguably the highest in the state, lowest student enrollment below 1,400 in recent memory, then yeah, he hit those objectives. Absolutely. Lenart, who just got a big bonus, hit those objectives. Absolutely. But the point is, the community deserves the honest story. This board is intended to represent us, represent our interests. And at the last concern seems to be the students. Nobody's talking about what the students are doing. And if we're going to really look at the bar and how we're going to prepare these students to compete for university slots, compete in the job market, who can honestly say that these people have warranted, you know, 39% raises when you look at the new contract final value? Jeff, help me look at this the right way. Because prima facie, at first glance, it looks to me that the superintendent, Matt Montgomery, used this podcast as a platform to say, hey, the school's falling apart. We need your help. We need this money. Okay. Being part of a community, you got to pay for things that you don't use. Okay. And then once it's passed by a smidge, then this stuff comes out where uh, we're going to cut library aids, we're going to cut teacher aids, and we're going to give me between 20 and a 40% raise. <laughs> he took money out of my pocket, Jeff, and put it in his. Me looking at it selfishly, where am I wrong? Pete, you're not wrong. And I'm reminded of a quote by Mark Twain that yeah. it says, it's easier to fool people than it is to convince them they've been fooled. And that's why we're seeing, we've had hundreds of people reach out to us since the vote. And since these raises were announced, I mean, hundreds of people, we went over 14,000 followers on Facebook, parents care for a lot of these reasons like this. And in my opinion, before the end of the weekend, it'll be over 15,000. We're tracking towards some pretty, pretty substantial numbers for these exact reasons you're, you're illustrating here. But the fact is we were led to believe that the money didn't exist to fix broken pipes. Right. Or to glaze the windows that were disintegrating in their frames. Right. Or to, to, to fix, I mean, if you look at some of the pictures that, that were accompanying these professional videos that we paid, taxpayers paid for to help us understand why we need to give more of our taxpayer money that was taken out of classrooms anyway. But 
you know, you would look at this and believe they literally don't have money to put bulbs in light fixtures. We saw dark, leaky, messy classrooms on these videos. And the story was, we don't have the money to fix these things. Our budget has, how many times did we see that? There's no fluff in this budget. There's no excesses in this budget. We're running as lean as we ever have. But within days of the vote, before the vote was even ratified, they are handing out what's going to amount to be millions in raises. It's it's the Mark Twain thing again. Nobody nobody wants to admit that we were hoodwinked. This this wasn't honest. The board wasn't I, honest. I wouldn't say hoodwinked. I say okay. screwed. Well, screwed. You're, you're more of a wordsmith than I am. Okay, but yeah. you know, but no, honestly, but to somehow tell people there was no money to do this, I'm reminded about. You know, that quote about a guy brings over a bucket and you ask him, you know, could I have a cup of water? And you're like, yeah, yeah, take it out of your half of the bucket, though. Don't take it out of my yeah. half of the bucket. Just take it out of your half of the bucket. These funds are all highly fungible anyway. I mean, who's kidding it? Right. But the fact yeah. is, there was plenty of money for raises. There was no money to fix broken pipes. Or how about how about saving a student facing job like a library aide or a teaching aide? A 20 grand a year gig. It's That's insulting. <laughs> it's, it's it's intellectual first of all it's intellectually dishonest but let's remember these contracts are approved by a board a board we elect oh god these these contracts were approved these budgets are approved this is exactly what's contemplated in the Illinois constitution about the placement of these elected offices these people are supposed to advocate for the community and i would argue that they've been derelict but but peter it's structural i think in other words the fact is, when you look at when you look at what came out, look at this, look at this press release that just came out about the compensation. Right. Think about it. It's written by a communications office that when you yeah. aggregate their compensation and the two firms they have on retainer, right. for, let, let's remember 115 is a single school, right? This communications office is telling us what a great job and how we have to retain this tremendous talent. And I say the same thing. Look. They may, I have no doubt they're perfectly wonderful people personally. And they're probably wonderful spouses and wonderful parents. But this the is fact business. is, the fact is, we've never had lower scores in these districts. Never had lower scores. Student headcount, never lower. Not in recent, not in recent decades. Our spending has never been higher. Our administrator to student ratio has never been worse. Our administrator to teacher ratio has never been worse. Yet we're claiming that we have to pay them this to retain this quantum talent that exists in the jurisdiction of the state of Illinois. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's an intellectually dishonest argument. We have to, and it's coming from the people who are justified in paying them. Well, of course they're going to say they get. You, look, let me write the press release that says you need to pay me more but because. Jeff, that yeah. That's propaganda. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. there's 1,400 kids. I don't know less how many are in 60. Yeah, less than 1,400. Okay. I don't know how many are in 67. So, oh, great. We got uh, two for one. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. No. Listen, we, we, have, we have a middle school arguably divided into two halves, three elementary schools, and we have a high school. Anybody who wants to complain to say that we're doing over half the job, over half of Illinois school districts have one or two schools in the entire district. That's that's the difference. Florida has one district per county. 
We spend more money on the administration of education in Illinois, Pete. Yeah. You know, we spend over five times what Florida spends per student on the administration of education. Did you know in California, we split, we actually spend more money in flat dollars on the administration of education than the state of California does? Over three times per capita what they spend. Clearly, the administration is the anchor on the continued evolution of these school districts. They're, the administrations are the ones holding us back. And the ones who are really accountable for it at our level are the boards. These boards have not done their job. So, what, man... I got screwed twice because I, I helped get the school board people elected. I interviewed them. I put them on here. So you're telling me I help them out. They come on and they come up with exhibit B or their consultants do. I, I want to hire his, whoever negotiated this contract. I want to hire his lawyer. That's what a great job he did because literally to say, we're going to agree on the objectives. Really? We're we're gonna we're gonna sit down and develop what you're gonna be judged on. I don't, I don't. That, I mean, that's like giving an NFL player incentives and going. But we'll, we'll decide what those incentives are. Isn't it really more like whatever you produce? We're gonna say, hey, good job getting that. Here's a bone. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. I mean, you don't you don't. And that's why that's why they can justify lowest scores on record, highest spending on record. Lowest student headcount on record. More administration. That's that's how they can justify. It. The, we we create we create the, the 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 standard in retrospect. Oh yeah, what he did. He congratulations, you hit the numbers. What what numbers? Exactly. <laughs> he hit the words. The word is well, subjective. <laughs> well, well, that's why if you go back seven months, you'll see part of our initial part of our initial push with Parents Care. And what we still continue to push for is we want to understand what these performance standards are. What does success look like in 115 or 67 or 65 for that matter? What does success look like? They're refusing to specify measurable metrics. And, you know, as to the motivations, I think we all know what what they are. Yeah, but I want those if you metrics. don't have standards, you can't be held to them. I mean, this is... You know, you know what I feel like with this contract? I was really thinking about this, and my wife will probably be really mad at me for saying this. If you think about a spouse in a bad relationship, male or female, but in a bad relationship, and they'll do anything to keep the peace. You know, the husband's coming home drinking and being abusive and every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she goes, well, I just got to be nicer to him. I'm, I'm, we're going to get there. And the husband, you know, the, the wife isn't happy. Well, look, here, here's another credit card. Why don't you treat yourself to a day? But you'll do anything to buy that piece, if you will. Yeah. That's what this is like. These boards are willing. Well, we got to do this to, to, in this highly competitive environment. We have to maintain the best talent. This is the oldest argument in the book. No, you don't want to have confrontation. You don't want to have controversy. You don't want to have people be accountable. So you're going to say, well, well, let's just do this. We'll get in a five-year contract, and we don't have to worry. I was here when they were talking about the private, the last principle, how we have to do anything to keep her. Shall is wonderful. Look, you know, this, you can't, you can't have the, the cart driving the horse. We need to lay out what is, Lake Forest is a wonderful community, wonderful people, wonderful parents, great place right. to live in so many ways. 
look, if there's an administrator or a principal that doesn't want to be here unless they're paid the extra 50 or 100 or 140 grand, I don't know why we'd want it. Well, Jeff, now I could be wrong because I'm not a contract guy, but this one's pretty easy to look at. Sure. This is how many years is this contract? Because they tore up the old one. The, the new one is for five years. Five years. And did I see in there there's a six month out? He can give six Pete, months notice and, and boogie out. That's what I saw. Pete, I'll be me, honest with you. I, I looked at a handful of things. I didn't look at that. Okay. Well, I you know what? I'm going to go on a limb. That's what it looked like to me. And to me, I come from the software world where you sell three-year agreements. And it's not a three-year agreement if there's a 30-day out. You know? Right. No, so is this guy taking his money and whatever the next hiring cycle is, he's going to say, peace out. And uh, we're left holding the bag, and uh, we have unemployed teacher aides and, and library aides. I hope I'm not calling that right. I hope that's not what, what the case is. But this is just ugly from top to bottom. And some people don't – I can't believe people don't care that 1000 bucks is coming out of their pocket. 1000 bucks can do a lot of – Good, Jeff. I know what I could do with another thousand bucks. Sure. I'm sure you know what you could do for sure. another thousand bucks. Let's get back to this 1400 uh, enrollment. And this is going to piss people off, but we got a lot of guilty people in town. If we're that guilty, why don't we up the enrollment by bussing in some North Chicago kids? What? Right? Well, I, you know, Pete, I think you bring up a really interesting multi dimensional argument. Every time we increase property taxes, we become more exclusive in our community. We want to have diversity here. We want to have a diverse student population. Stop saying, well, it's only it's only a thousand dollars. It's only fifteen hundred bucks for your house. I mean, that's the biggest barrier to diversity in this town. It's economic. Yeah. It's not right. a psychological condition that exists. It's it's clearly economic. And I couldn't agree with you more. Let's let's make things as reasonable as they can. Let's make them as accommodating as you can. Let's look at all these things that are barriers to entering this community. But no, I totally agree with you. I mean, if that's, we're going to really back everybody into a corner on this stuff. Well, if, if we, if we're paying this top dollar, then let's, I don't, what is the capacity of the high school? I don't even know. What do you, what do you think it, it can hold? 3,500, 3,000 maybe? Well, if we look at the unused spaces in the basement on the third floor, if you look at the West Campus, what, since it was at 87 when that was built, and we think about the lost opportunity with what that was supposed to represent, I mean, yeah. you know, it's 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 pretty excessive, but certainly we're not bursting at the seams. I don't think anybody would say we're, we're at capacity, anywhere near capacity. I, I mean, I don't know what the rules are, if it has to be vouchers or whatever it is, but fine, you want to get paid this, then... Get, get the cap up. It doesn't look like we're going to have uh, any new people coming in for a while. I mean, all these these 1,400 families that moved in over the last couple of years, it's going to be a while before they get to high school. We we should uh, we should help out, Jeff. We should have well, more I had, Chicago, I, Waukegan I had, come meetings, on. I had meetings with different members of the administration last year about some of the budgetary items. And I said, well, what, what do you anticipate – you know, student headcount being at, because it seems like, oh, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, everybody I talked to said, oh, we really see, you know, so many people coming out of the city, our population is going to explode. 
you know, we're anticipating big increases in student population right away. And they were wrong. And I said, really, have you read the census information? Have you read yeah. any of the economic information about the trends? We lost the state lost 121,000 people July to July. And you think that's going to stop? Ten years in a row, we've lost that. Seven years, we've led the country in a percentage of population moving. And and they think that what we're going to be the exception here. I'm like, do you do you even do you even read the information available on this stuff? So to somehow, but think about it. If you're being paid and you're negotiating your own contract and you're putting out your own publicity or as you put it, propaganda, aren't you going to tell all the parents? Oh no, we see. We got to position ourselves for exploding student population. We're really going to increase our attendance. Well, they've been wrong every time. Jeff, I I don't know. It's 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 a it's a mixture of a bunch of things. People don't understand or they don't care. So we didn't we seven thousand votes or whatever it was, right? Not even half, right? So, so we we have people 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 not voting. We got this school board that if you, I don't know what to do with them. If they're approving or they're somebody's overseeing this thing, it, it, it's laughable. And then you have a propaganda machine of which our tax dollars is paying for. Yep. That's to use. Uh, somebody just told me this one, but this propagandist, you know, somebody's peeing on my leg and they're telling me it's raining. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've all suffered that indignity. Right. And and the fact is, you know, it's it's a structural issue, Pete. You know what I mean? It's a structural issue that, you know, for for so many decades, the single narrative that's coming about the performance of these districts has been coming from the districts themselves. Right. And I think I would offer you this. I think there's a lot of people who live here and anywhere who wants to, to believe the best, you know, they want to believe that when their kids are dropped off or get on a bus in the morning, they're going to a place that it's an extension of their home and, and, the, and the emotions they feel about their home. And they really care about their kids. And part of that is seeing, you know, their kids thrive and they don't recognize the, the, the downfalls or the shortcomings of organized government education in this country and how, you know, we at Parents Care and Believe an involved citizenry is the best way to ensure performance. And that's why we think there's some of these, you know, opposing opposing forces now and some of the, uh, you know, let's call them heightened emotions in dealing with these yeah. things. And and people like literally, you know, if I look at the last six months, hundreds of times we've received correspondence of people say, where's the board been on these things? Where Where is the board been ensuring the public's interest? And frankly, I think they're right. I think we have a lot. To, we certainly have a lot to expect in achievement from our school districts, every level. And we have a lot to expect from our board. But but back to your question, why? You know, I think people go, hey, this is, this is the, these are the sacrifices I'm making to live here. And I don't expect to have to look over the shoulder of an elected body like a board. And, and, and it's, the fact is everybody does better with supervision. Everybody does better with somebody looking out for the performance, whether it's professionally or, Again, in the military or in business or in education or anything, they just do Jeff, better with somebody watching. Jeff, the kids, they take a test. They're scored, right? There's like a number, right? Sure. Pass, fail. The kids have it rougher than Montgomery. <laughs> well, listen, I think 
there is a uh, we have somehow built some privileged class in the professional education market. And here's the thing. I don't personally think necessarily that's a bad thing. But if we're going to pay for this, don't we have a right to expect quantum results? If we're going to pay what we're paying, again, it's not even about what we're paying. It's about what we're getting for what we're paying. If we're going to if we're going to have an elected body to look out for the public, don't we have a right to expect them to do their job? Or don't run for office. Now, it's the same thing. If people want to say, if, if people want to go into the administration of education, not the actual application in the schools, but the administration of education, and they want to get paid along the lines that they're going to get paid, and you take a net present value of any of these positions, and you and you say, okay, what would I have to do in the, in the private world? What would I have to do in the corporate world to earn 300 grand a year yeah. as a director of communications, a, a publicity office? Listen, Propaganda. Tom, Tom Serafin, one probably the greatest communications guy in the state of Illinois, a mainstay in, in Illinois, specifically Chicago politics for years, is a good pal of mine. I know he doesn't pay his people who crisis management, crisis communications, overall messaging, anything close to that. Lisa Dross Christman, same thing. These people, th this fallacy that like, oh, they can make a lot more money in the corporate world. I haven't seen that. But, you know, you, Pete, I know your background. I mean, are we are we supposed to just roll over and go, well, th they wanted more money? Yeah. You know, you know what? <laughs> There's so many people looking for work. <laughs> the educational system, it's in a transformational process. This stuff that's going on isn't going to – it's not scalable. It's not scalable. Well, but, but but here's the thing. How many times have we said, again, in, in professional pursuits or whatever, hey, if they're getting the results, that that's one thing. If they're getting the results, they're delivering a product. We simply can't compare ourselves to the Stevenson and Nutriers or traditional peer group institutions anymore. We simply can't. We have fallen way behind them. Well, they have four times the enrollment at least. Well, well but I mean, but I'm talking about in terms of student like achievement. Yeah. I mean, we, we can't, we can't, we're not on a comp competitive level with their traditional peer groups, even though our funding's much better. We're putting a lot more money into it. They're not achieving. But my point is, hey, if, if, if somebody was willing to say to me, pay me this and I'll deliver you numbers better than any other school in Illinois, that's yeah. one thing. But, but we, to pay for, a you know, no one was elected to the school board or hired by 115, 65, or 67 to preside over the decline of once great districts. But that's what they're doing. Jeff, I really hate bitching and moaning without having a suggestion on how to improve this thing. If you had a, I don't know what to do other than pay out a thousand bucks. If you had a magic wand, like how? For the easiest stuff to the hardest, what's the easiest thing that we can do to start correcting these things? Well, Get the well, word out, I mean, which is what you're doing and what we're right. trying to do here on the school's channel of the Lake Forest podcast. But what else can we do? Well, that's that's clearly where it begins, right? People can't fix a problem they're not aware of. Okay, so, so parental involvement, looking at these policies and demanding more. Look, school boards, the school boards have to perform. They have to start remembering who they work for. And I think it's demanding 
much of that. We sent out something this week about, hey, there's been there's been an overwhelming wave of people crying, hey, what can I do, Pete? The, the community has been asking, what can I do? Well, exactly. We, we have school. We have school board. Um, we have school board contacts on our emails. And we're saying, hey, reach out to your school board members. Let them know how this is going. Let them, you know, let them know that we demand we demand performance, that we have to see improvements in these metrics. We use to judge the performance in these districts. I think, you know, when we look at the fact is we just had a school board election. But as we ramp up to the next election, we've got to vet candidates and look at candidates who are going to truly have the best interests of the community at heart and address all the things that we're talking about. But, Pete, look at what you're doing. The mere fact you're standing up a, a, a channel and, and everything. But again, I'm reminded by a quote by General Patton. He said, the first thing you do when you find yourself in a hole is you stop digging. So we have to stop repeating the mistakes of the past. And we've already made quantum improvements. But but I, I got to tell you, I think it's all about leadership. I think when we have the right leadership, I'm very encouraged by Randy Tax election. And though he doesn't have a direct line into the school districts and the performance, Randy's a common sense guy. He's a smart guy. He's a, the hard one of the hardest working guys I've ever known. And to literally, you know, don't to use your example, he's he's not going to let his leg get peed on and somebody tell him, oh, mm -hmm. it's just raining. Right. No, we're going to start. And, and what we're really talking about doing is restoring Lake Forest's academic reputation to what it once was. And why would anybody be against that? So, again, you're right. Look, taxes are going up. OK, yeah. Congratulations. They passed the bond. OK, but to start demanding performance out of these boards and start demanding performance out of these districts in the administration. You know, I mean, this is but again, the first thing is it's it's an awareness. It's awareness argument. And I suspect it will be likely a few more months. And I but, you know, I'm my concern as much as I'm excited about the work we're doing in parents care. My concern is as a parent. Yeah. A parent of six. I mean, four still in the Lake Forest school systems. That's that's my concern. I mean, when I look at this thing. I mean, the idea that we're going to suffer another year or two years of decline or three or four years of decline, all the while being told how wonderful the school districts are. You know, and I'll tell you what, Pete, I think it's demanding results out of the leadership of these districts. Yeah. We saw what they're capable of doing. when they, We saw what they're capable of doing to get $106 million. You couldn't – now, think a whole other district. You couldn't go in 67 – or any any of the elementary schools in the middle school, not trip over a stack of brochures yeah. about why parents needed to vote for the one fifteen bond. And this is a whole other district. You couldn't. There there was rarely a meeting not going on at least once a night where somebody from the district or the board was petitioning for one thing. I mean, th this was an all hands on deck effort. We want to see an all hands on deck effort, an effort on deck effort towards student achievement. Jeff, I think what we got to do, because I'm done bitching about this, is, all right, we got screwed. Okay, I'm going to learn, you know, next time if I'm going to have a politician, which that guy is, come on and do that to me. I think we need to get a survey out there. And look, some people are pointing at us. It's like, oh, you guys are naysayers. You are this, you're that. No, man, this happened. This is the truth. You don't want to hear it, but here's what happened. I would love to hear like a net promoter score with your 12,000 out there when you do your mailer, just say, Hey man, would you recommend your, your school to, a, to a friend? Okay. And right. do you think, and then yes or no, do you think the superintendent should have objective measurables to get paid on? Yes or no. 
and then you know, give that to the school board. We, we've done a good bit of testing on that. Overwhelmingly, 90% of the responses that we're getting are like, of course they should have measurable, you know, but, achievements. Well, I now mean, I'd like to see what it is after they saw he got a raise and cut the, the, the AIDS. And I think we need to, that's an objective measurable that we got to show to the school board that the people are pissed, not just Pete and Jeff. That's all. No, listen, I, I totally agree with you. And I think um, we're going to continue to try to work in that way. Um, unlike the school board, I will not try to justify what we've done or the administration, what we've done in the past, because it's about what we're doing in the future. But, but I would say this, you know, as, as, as strong as these things are, I would tell you that, you know, think about think about what you and I are chatting about right now, what we chat about. You know, the administration did this, the, the faculty did this, the board did this. You know, the fact is we're really doing this for these for these kids. And I'm and I recognize they're 18 and stuff like that, but I mean, we're doing this for these students. I mean, what shouldn't we, we be willing to do to have I don't know if you remember the first show we did, Scoop made a comment, and I love Scoop, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Scoop made a comment. Well, I don't give a shit about those kids in Chicago. I certainly do. Philippe certainly does. I know you do. Yeah, not the same way, but they're children that are suffering effects of a board not doing their job, of an administration not doing their job. These children bus, are suffering bus, effects. Bust them into Lake Forest then. Well, you, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. these, we, we, have a, we have a mission as parents towards this community and to somehow let these things dominate the conversation and the concern. And again, I look at this, I look at this all out effort for the bond to grab this money. I'm like, why can't they can do this, but we can't make up a contract that says you're going to get these achievable, measurable, an actual contract. Well, that's what I'm saying, but we can go all out and say, well, we'll determine that down the road. Well, no kidding. You know, I mean, you know, that's, Again, I, I look at that as like a, again, almost like an abuse spouse syndrome. It's like, well, we'll do anything to buy the peace. We don't want to have this controversy. Don't want um, to make that's waves. Why, that's why we had to pay them. We had to give them all new contracts and pay up because, you know, we got to retain the best talent. Well, that's like saying this is the best tasting dog food. I mean, how do you measure that? I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> I believe you, but there's nothing to, to prove it, you know? You know, your transparency, if Montgomery would have said that, here's what's going to happen, okay, I'm going to get a raise, I'm going to cut the the, the AIDS before yeah. he asks for the money, you think this thing would have passed? No, I don't um, think listen, so. If I just took the people who push back on it subsequent saying, I feel like I've been duped, I know it wouldn't have passed. Yeah, yeah, so... All right, Matt, you're going to, you and your six month out, we'll see where you go next. And wherever you go, I'm going to remember what you did, buddy. I'm going to remember. And uh, hey, all you FOIA people and Hermes, is that her name, Hermes? Isn't that like yep. a fancy purse? You can keep pushing. I don't know that. if you're pronouncing it right because all I do is pay for them, but I think it's Hermes. Oh, is but it? I think Hermes is the, I think, Pete, I don't know. You know, look at me. Well, I dress, Hermes. I got a sweatshirt on gave me. Let, let, we're going to play some FOIA games, and uh, me, you, and Kwame, we're going to be good friends. <laughs> well, I, I still shake my head about their unwillingness to comply with what is just the law, you know, but well, but that's okay. You know, I mean, um, 
like I always tell people, I have six kids and I was a captain in the Marine Corps. I'll out stubborn anybody. Yeah. You know, but, but, you know, baby. but Pete, I will tell you this, you know, when we look at, when we look at compensation or relationship, you know, about achievement and stuff in these districts, if people don't recognize Lake Forest as a wonderful place to live and they want to be an administrator here, and yeah. they don't recognize Lake Forest as a wonderful environment to work in, great people, great institutions, great history, great pride in the community. And they say, well, if I can get another $30,000 over here, I'm out of here. I would suggest they pack up today. If you don't want to be here, don't be here. I, and I really mean that. In other words, you know, yeah. you can't say on one hand, oh, I feel called to do this. I do this for the kids. I love doing this. You, you know, and I'm talking about administrators now. And you can't say, look, I'm, I'm, I'm really, this is who I want to be. And this, I'm going to be part of this community and everything. And go, well, but yeah, you got to pay me to retain me because of this. And by every statistics, you're at the upper end of any measurable pay scale. Then, then you really don't want to be here. You're really not here for the kids. You're really not here for this. You're trying to buy yourself into a position at the expense of others. Then I would offer, what do we have? I mean, you, know, you, 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 you want to do it, right? We're doing this because we want to do We want to make this community through the schools system a better place. And I, what I'm doing is <laughs> there's no newspapers anymore. You right. have you have echo chambers all over the place, and people want to go to a place where they can get the straight shot. Okay. Yeah. And that's what they're getting here. And those teachers that you brought up, Jeff, they can always go to Kelvin Park in the city. Go work there for a little while. Let me let me know what you think. All right, Jeff. <laughs> the Lake Forest well, Podcast it's, Schools Channel with Parents Care. It's always great Rick. and happy uh, Cinco de Mayo to you, Pete. I know. Oh uh, shoot! You know. Right. Have a couple I mean, beverages. Drink, drinko de Mayo. Is that what you're saying, right? <laughs> Jeff, we'll get to the bottom of this. We just got to grind. We got to grind. Oh, grind. Keep, keep, keep telling the truth. And and if there's anybody out there that says that we haven't told the truth, please come on and correct us. Listen, we we look forward to collaborating with anybody. Again, one of my biggest frustrations is we've asked for meetings with the district. That they just flat out turned down. It's of it's kind of a, a misreading. What's that? Of course, they're, they're not. They're well, done. They, they got what they wanted, and screw us. Well, well listen, my I words. Mean, it, it's it's been that way since day one. Um, they either canceled meetings or refused to meet with us, and that's fine. We hope that changes because we think, you know, we we think that we have a lot that we can, you know, lend in a collaborative approach. But that's up to yeah. them too. Hey, anytime you challenge authority, people get nervous. So you're right. If we if, if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have America, right, brother? No, no, for sure. Absolutely. Like I said, this is uh this is about these are about higher purposes and higher objectives. And what more as parents or community members can we look to improve on than the, the conditions and future conditions for our kids? The community's kids. Jeff, thanks for coming on the Lake Forest Podcast Schools channel with Hosted with Parents Cares, Jeff Brincat. Tell Philippe to come on the next time. He definitely will. I know he will. He's texting me the whole time and stuff like that. So I know he's looking forward to it. Yeah, okay. Whatever. And Frank too. We'll get Frank on, right? Yeah. Frank, you know what? It's time to Frank have Frank come on. He'll make me look like a choir boy, I think. But I don't know. Maybe <laughs> yeah, polish absolutely. him down a little bit. All absolutely. right, guys. Jeff, see ya. See you, see you buddy. 
Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at Doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest owned Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A, Elizabeth C, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C, and Helen. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broadstop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan.